Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. What? Did you freaking, like, smoke bomb us with your sh- whatever stuff is? <laughs> no, man, I keep my skin to myself. Battle in Paradise begins as the party sets sail for the edge of the world, utilizing the map they obtained in the College of Ether to set out for the astral plane. With only three weeks to make the journey, and with the entire Blackrift Armada in close pursuit, the party is forced to plot a course through the westward straits, a mostly uncharted stretch of sea. Caught in unnatural currents, The party's ship is dragged to an island paradise where locals live an idyllic, peaceful life. But the longer they remain, the more it becomes obvious that something is wrong with this island. The party is unable to leave. Strange creatures live in the jungle. The locals suffer from extensive memory loss. Can the party track down the island's mysterious nature spirit and bargain for their freedom? And if they do, Will they survive confronting the combined might of the Black Rift forces? Only the worthy will survive. Cursed Genie Bottle? Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, so who has the shield then? I give it to Celine. To Celine? It's a non, it doesn't require attunement. And uh, while holding the shield, you have an advantage on initiative rolls and wisdom perception checks. And of course, before she decides to use it, she's going to check on it. Make sure it's not cursed. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Is it not cursed? Give me an investigation check. Uh, She identifies it. Oh, yeah, it, it comes back as the shield. Ooh, that's a decent roll. Uh, investigation, you said? Mm-hmm. 21. All right. So, just to clarify, at this point, that trade ship is way, way off. Yep. She can tell this is a crude shield that has one use left on it. That's fine. This when they fine. when they decide to summon the cursed genie and it wrecks their entire ship, I call a fair trade, buddy. Hey, it, it specifically said on there there is a twenty five percent chance that it's either a defective item or only has one use left on it. Yeah, I definitely don't feel bad now that I gave them a cursed genie bottle. Jeez, man, I rolled an eight. <laughs> wow. Uh, so as you guys notice them off going off into the distance, you also notice that the fog is still there. Yeah. And you're starting to realize that the fog is starting to surround your ship and oh, become man. very thick and heavy. I don't like this. Yeah. Well, as what as yeah, so if she weren't that, I will I will honestly say Mer- like as Celine tells Mercer this, mm-hmm. he's like Have fun with their cursed genie. <laughs> Good luck with those suckers. Tobacco's uh. like, that wasn't very nice of you. Hey, they jipped me, I jipped them harder. 
Do you realize the origins? The difference, though, between the two is you don't know what all they're capable of. For all you know, they figure out it's a cursed item, they get it uncursed, and now they have a perfectly functional Efreeti bottle, whereas you just have a shield with one use. (laughs) Yeah, but that's that's fine. That's for them to try to figure out. And based off of how gullible the other guy was... Nah. You sure he was being gullible or wasn't just playing the stakes? Oh, no, no. He was... He's gullible. <laughs> he's... he's when, when they sit there and are like, Oh, yes! We wish for everything in the world! And they end up with nothing and they're left in the ocean drowning. That Mercer will be like... Got it. So now that you don't have that bottle anymore, do you want to know what the curse was on it? Sure. It's treated as an Efreeti bottle. Um... But when you summon the genie, it immediately attacks whoever rubbed the lamp. Yeah, no, that's good. Because <laughs> the genie can then use its own wish. I think. No, I'm good. They can... They they go on... I'm going to hear somewhere down in the, uh, you know, coastal newspaper, a uh, ship of um, <clears throat> lizard folk destitute due to the fact of a magical item. That'd be great. <laughs> So as this fog starts to build, you also start to begin to notice um, hibiscus blossoms floating in the water. At first, it's just a few, and then there's more, and then there's more, and the mist begins to fade away, and and it's clear that the whole surface of the water is nearly covered by these blossoms. Uh... Uh, If you wish, you can make investigation checks. Sure. Well, I'm pretty stupid, but I'll give it a try. That's the worst accent I've had. Oh, wisdom? Yep. Hmm. Investigation, so yeah, wisdom. Oh, sorry, no. Investigation is mm-hmm. intelligence. Uh, Celine's gonna yeah. get a 10. Because I totally knew what I was talking about there. Mercer got a 17. Uh, you said Celine got a 10? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's too distracted by the frustration of the shield not being as good as it was she hoped. Yeah. 14? Uh, the 14 gets it. Yeah, the other yeah. score that you rolled for Seven. Mercer, that gets it. What is, what's the other they one? They both got 14. Okay. So, <clears throat> it's obvious that these blossoms are fresh. Oh. And so, therefore, it's a 2 plus 2 equals 4 kind of thing where they had to have come from somewhere nearby, although you're not seeing any sort of a visible island anywhere nearby. Um... What, what, what are you doing? I am making a medicine check. For what? So, to know that hibiscus mm-hmm. can be used for tea. Yeah, For can. herbal tea. Mercer's Just, like, drop the nets! Um, depending on how you do it, it can also be used to make certain liqueurs. And I know that because there's an actual liqueur that she and I love to get... That's it's expensive, but it's really good. You've had it. Mm-hmm. It's that St. Germain. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's made from elderflowers. Same concept, just a different flower. So there's also a way for in-game to make a hibiscus blossom liqueur. You could call it uh, uh, star-tied wine or something like that. I, I don't know. Um 
So yeah, the the whole crew starts coming out with the nets, and it's they're pulling in blossoms and blossoms and blossoms, and it's almost kind of weird, like. They pull up a thing of blossoms, and all of a sudden, blossoms that were underneath them start to surface up. Yeah, we 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 collect about like two bushels because realistically, we're not going to be able to process them all. Right. Like we don't have a way to just so like you know we get like a nice big old bushel that we so can... about a good solid uh, we'll say four net nets worth. I don't even want that much. It's so like two? Yeah. Okay. So along with the hibiscus blossoms and everything, you also start to begin to see a, uh, a profusion of sea creatures that cavort around your ship. Everything from colorful schools of fish to um, pods of dolphins that race alongside your ship and leap off into graceful arcs. Uh, there's even the occasional majestic whale that... Uh, comes near the ship and blasts a spray of water into the air. The water is starting to give off a much more sweet smell rather than the standard salty smell. Mm -hmm. The colors of all of these sea creatures you're seeing are way off. Like instead of like a whale that you would normally see that's black and white, this might have like a blue and purplish color to it. Or the dolphin instead of being gray might be a sheen of green. Uh, the Mercer sister starts yelling for Esther. What? Did you freaking like smoke bomb us with your sh whatever <laughs> stuff is? No, man, I keep my skin to myself. They're more like they're actual. I, I think I've landed on the concept of them being mushrooms, and you just like eat parts of the mushroom instead of like I smoking think you it. Guys, I think you guys just found a really unique way for Mercer and Esther to work together to create some sort of new weapon. Oh, don't, Lord. Don't, don't tempt him. <laughs> oh, boy. Did you smoke us? What the heck's going on here? Yeah, he does. He, he sits there and he opens the door down to the lower deck and starts yelling at her. You know, this isn't a smoking thing, right? You know, it's like actual, you just eat part of the mushroom. Although it looks very familiar to, to Esther. Like, she's like, whoa. I've been here before. This is cool. Have you put it in our food? No. <laughs> what do you think I am? A monster? You're the one on the uh, herbal supplement. Hey, listen. I. It is my choice. I. If you're not given the choice, then it's not cool. So I no. So how dare you accuse me? That's not just cool. making sure. In the midst, here's the door shut. Okay, cool. So in Bye. the midst of all of this, Zabak starts to notice that uh, Beryl has become very hyperactive and energetic, almost as if his energy level has been pushed into hyperdrive, and he is just going crazy around the entire ship. Beryl, buddy. And he's just. Um, it wouldn't take much for Mercer to see this. No, absolutely not. He comes up at one point and comes right past Mercer, stops, does a 180, comes Dude, back over and right onto Mercer's head and continues flying off. And half the crew's looking at Mercer going, oh, wow. He really is hyped up. Okay. And keeps flying around. Mercer takes a look at his hands and all of a sudden realizes his hands don't look like dragon claws anymore. 
What do they look like now? They look like his original hands from before he was cursed blue. Cosmetically speaking, Mercer looks like a rock gnome again. Mercer falls to the ground. It's a miracle! Statistically speaking, though, he's still a blue dragonborn. Okay, so... But he doesn't realize that at the moment. He just sees that he's a normal (laughs) rock gnome. And like I said, he falls to his knees and like, It's a miracle! Like, he'll realize it real quick, but... Does anyone else perceive him as rock gnome again, or... Oh, yeah, everybody saw him. Like, Beryl just kind of did it in front of everybody. And then flies over to, uh... The back lands on her shell, and Astral slides her to the back of the ship, giggles a little bit, and keeps flying around. Is everybody else up on the main deck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. At, at this point, after like a few minutes of him just like weeping to himself, like, I'm, I'm back, I'm back. And then Barrel realizing comes- it's, just, it's just the cosmetic, he's like, I'm going to send me back. There must be an astral rift around here somewhere. <laughs> Barrel comes back over to Mercer, starts flying in a circle around Mercer exceedingly fast. Mercer needs to give me a deck saving throw. Uh, it's going to be 21. 21. He starts to feel something underneath him start to raise him up as he does a backflip off of it, lands mm-hmm. on his feet and sees a small tree start to grow out of the deck. Ever so slightly, and then stops, and about six good berries fall, and Barrel's just like, <laughs> "Good job, Barrel!" Wow. And flies off. So after all of this going on, you guys look off into the distance, and everybody notices a tall, graceful creature, equal parts plant and animal, that steps into view, appearing out of the sea mist. Impossibly, it seems to be standing on the surface of the water and gently nibbling on a floating hibiscus blossom. Slowly, it raises its head, looks directly at your ship, and as it does so, dense mist once again wraps around you, blocking sight beyond a few feet. The timbers of the ship immediately begin to creak loudly as a powerful current suddenly seizes your ship, and you feel yourselves being carried along faster and faster towards some unknown destination. So this is where another three sailing cruise ship checks, skill checks, have to be made. Okay. Uh, let me just have to open this back. Oh, up. no. Hang, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta roll stuff before you even know what you have to roll. Well, it doesn't matter. Mercer uses his to automatically succeed. <laughs> okay. Hang on a second. Here. Oh, man. Pull through for me. Oh, it doesn't matter. Whatever you roll, we fail. Yeah, I well, I can see you have a two and a three. Yeah. I know, I'm sorry. At least it didn't get a one, so... Um... There's that, at least. Okay. So... Um... As you guys feel yourselves being pulled... Your ship hits something, and everybody needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. Was that that roll I just did? That okay. was a two and a three? No. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, oh! 
That never yeah. happens to me. Double 16s. <laughs> yeah, 16s are yeah. going to make it, so half damage. Oh, yeah. Natural 20 for Miss Esther. So that's going to make it half yeah. damage. Mm-hmm. What about Zabek? 15 plus whatever. Okay, so all, everybody makes it. Yeah. Congratulations as two, two, and two. Wow. Three twos in a row. So three points um, bludgeoning damage. Ow! As you guys all feel a jerk of the ship and you either hit one of the rails or you run into like the, the, the side of the steps or slip and nearly hit the ground or whatever. Ow, what the heck, man? And you continue to go forward. Um, okay. Um, give me a second. So after reading into this a little bit more, um, the skill checks are more or less at at, at my discretion. Uh, I thought it was giving specifics, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of shoot from the hip here a little bit and see what I get to. Um, so the next, as you guys continue to go go on. Um, you can tell that the excessive speed is starting to cause rigging and the nets and the sails and stuff to start to get really, really strained. So Uh-oh. we can either do an athletics check, an acrobatics check, um, or a survival check. Uh, Mercer uses his ability to automatically save it or to pass it. Didn't you just do that? No, I failed dex. Or no, I sorry. No, I, you you use the skill. Yeah, the, for the for our, for the skill check because when you call the skill check mm-hmm. for the sailing, which is this one, right? That's when he uses it. The deck save he made. I'm not talking about the deck save. I'm talking about the skill check rolls you made that caused the deck save to need to happen. Oh, okay, got it. Did you use it for that? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. I didn't realize that so was it's the case. A, yeah, so it's the same day. You okay. can't use it a second time. Okay, got it. So everybody's got to roll. Okay, so it was athletics, acrobatics, or survival? Yes. Uh, he will use... Acrobatics. And Celine will use athletics. Does an 11 make it? 11 does not make it. Okay. He'll give Celine his plus five, um, so she's going to get a thirteen, and he's going to get a fourteen. Okay. If you got below a fifteen, it's a fail. Okay. So, in the midst of all of this, all of the rigging has uh, become fouled, so the sails and the lines become badly entangled and slightly damaged. Um, so a lot of areas, in fact, the majority of the area on the deck is going to be treated as difficult terrain moving around. Okay. And the, uh, the last one, as you guys are coming up on the tail end of wherever it is you guys are headed, um, you're, you're going past a lot more, uh, Well, heck, we'll just do it this way. You guys, at this point, you're trying to figure out where the heck you're going. So, um, 
we can do a nature check to try to read the wind and waves and the forecasting weather, uh, an investigation check for plotting courses and navigating, and a perception check for keeping a lookout and estimating depth and distance from where you're at. Celine will do perception. Mercer, of course, is going to do investigation. Okay. What about Esther in the back? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess investigation. Ooh, poor choice. Well, not that it really would have mattered. Does a 14 get me anything? Nope. Damn. Well, I'm out. Because so, I can do it as a reaction. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure Celine and Mercer are okay. Okay. What'd you guys roll? Uh, so Mercer's going to get a 23. That makes it. Celine's going to get a 16. That makes it. He does his flash of genius for... That was the back that had the 14, okay. making it a 19. Nice. Okay. So that's a pass. Because I can do that five times a day. Okay. And so far, I've only used it three times today. Yep. All right. So that is a definitive pass. And um, <clears throat> you guys uh, scathe past any other issues. You emerge from the mist, and it reveals a... Very beautiful, lush, green island of pure paradise. And when I say pure paradise, we're talking crystal blue waters, white sandy beaches, emerald green colored vegetation all over the place, and a single central mountain that's encircled by rainbows. It stands right at the dead center of this island. <clears throat> You guys get pulled up into shallow waters and halfway up the shore from the powerful tide, leaving you completely beached as the waves begin to recede back into the surf. Oh, no. Fantastic. Great. What, what do did. you do? Panic! No. Alright guys, what do we do now? We're stuck. We're probably going to have to wait till tide's in. That's Before we have a chance to get the boat out, oh, no. which realistically is going to be about 24 hours. Oh, man, what are we going to do for food? We have the vegetation on the ship that uh, grows uh, food all the time, so yes. food-wise we're fine. Alright. Well, I'm mostly okay. I mean, you don't have any source of protein except for, unless you're going to go all out uh, plant proteins. Wow. Hey. Soybeans. Yeah, we'll be fine. Don't need to go that far. <sighs> I mean, vegetarians have made it this far. <laughs> we can, sur we can survive a few days. All right, so you guys are going to, what, try to give it a day? Yeah, to... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's our best option to start with. All right, so as you... Start trying to figure figure things out and everything. Um, there's pristine white sand beach that you've washed up on, and it runs as far as the eye can see up the coast. Crystal blue waters lap gentle at the shoreline through much larger waves can be seen out beyond the shallows, crashing down on rocky outcroppings. Just down the coast from where you've landed are 
are groups of tide pools and natural sea caves. A few hundred feet inland, dense tropical jungle plays home to colorful tropical birds. The sun feels perfectly warm, and a gentle breeze blows, and apart from the sound of the surf, all is calm and still. Um, a couple of things you guys have noticed is the ship hasn't taken hasn't taken excessive damage, but you do see opportunities as there are various other shipwrecks um, around you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, where all the minor cracks and stuff are, mm-hmm. well, a little bit there, or like the frayed ropes or whatever. Both Celine and Mercer tag team. Men, 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 men. Yeah, till all that's taken care of. Yeah. But seeing all of this, um, you guys have a few different skill check options and some things that you can do. Um, you have the option for a survival check, two survival checks. Does anyone have a passive perception above a 13? Or of a 13 or higher? Uh, Celine has a passive 13. Okay. Um, she notices a, uh, a trail of smoke inland in the, in the jungle. And it's that type of smoke coming up that would indicate a bonfire or a large stove fire for cooking on mm-hmm. so there's the obvious chance of um, of uh, inhabitants to the island um, with all the shipwrecks and stuff there's the potential for a pickup of supplies or as previously mentioned earlier the chance for loot um, kill them all yeah is anybody going to make a Survival or Arcana check? Uh, definitely Mercer will absolutely do Arcana. I'm not going to make either of those. And Celine will Dang do... It. She will do an Arcana as well. Okay. And we're still on the same day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, stay with Mercer then. Mercer's going to get a um, 27. Celine's going to get a 11. Okay, so the 11 wouldn't get it, but the 27? The 27 that Mercer got tells him plenty. First off, it's blatantly obvious that some form of magic or a powerful force pulled them to this island. Um... It's most likely the magic, uh, whatever it was, is located on the island somewhere. And it's very, very clear that even if, after making full-scale repair of your ship, that the supernatural forces that brought you here aren't letting you leave. Um, does anybody want to go and try to investigate the shipwrecks? Uh, yeah, Mercer absolutely will. 
Okay. All so right. we will go with the protect, of course, in case something weird happens. Okay. Is it just the two of them going? Uh, no, I'll go to both of my girls will go. Okay. Never so. split the party. <laughs> and I, uh, I look at uh, Bob three. Mm-hmm. Defend the ship. My Bob. war golem. Oh, BB two. Oh yeah, sorry, BB two. I'm getting, I'm getting them all mixed up. My uh, you said C one for the cloud golem, BB two for the war golem. Yep. And C three for the clockwork go- uh, librarian. Yes. Okay. Is anybody AKA other- Bob, Bob, and Bob? Just you got Bob Strass, you got Big Bob, and then you got uh, Bob three. So smart Bob. Yeah, smart Bob. So I tell, <laughs> I tell, I, I tell BB two, AKA fighter if anything happens defend the ship okay you guys bring anybody else along with you or are you having everybody else stay on the ship at this moment I plan on just leaving everyone else yeah, I think else <sighs> okay guard the ship I mean we offer Locke to come if he wants just since he's been traveling with us for so long you know I feel rude not to invite <coughs> but I leave it up to him whether he stays or goes um for the moment he's He's going to stay on the ship. Should things get really, really sticky and dangerous and everything, he will catch up and join with you guys just to help keep everybody safe and everything. But for now, he's doing a great deal of research in the Arcanum, as well as a little bit of research in the Scriptorium with the one who turns the page. Yep. So, uh, C3, I tell him to monitor the sky where we're going and I point in the direction we're going and I say if you see uh, my firebolt flare uh, straight up into the air uh, summon help you know depending you know go get Locke and if Locke feels like he needs any other assistance have him grab uh, BB2 okay and I tell BB2 that if Locke tells him to follow follow okay all right, so um, as you start to search through the various uh, shipwrecks and stuff, at first you guys get to looking around and you're like, wait, I think we just wasted our time. But then you start getting closer to the caves and everything and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, maybe not. So an investigation check. 23 for Mercer. Ooh. And a 19 for Selene. The 19 makes it. What did Mercer get? 23. That makes it. Esther and Zabak. 15 and 13. Both make it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 15 and 13. Okay. So as you guys get going, right off the bat, you see a treasure chest that's buried in... um, Bruh. Half buried, excuse me. An algae and sand. Cool. Detect Guys, magic. Yep. Roll What's me a name? percentile die and tell me what you get. Oh no. 80%. Mercer casts a detect magic and a flash of light goes across his eyes. As he takes a point of psychic damage and realizes he's 
completely surrounded by magic. Uh-oh. Fine. Firebolt. The the chest. Um it goes up in his face. Oh, did he miss? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Um you do also have the option to try to pick the lock using thieves tools. Well, first I was just checking to see if it was going to, you know, it's a animated object. Oh, yeah, no, nothing. Nothing's happened so far. Okay. Now he's going to walk up to it. <laughs> Selene's going to be right next to him, prepared. Um, and he's going to investigate it to see if it's trapped. Okay. And that's going to be a 12. You don't pick up on any traps. He's going to pick the lock. <laughs> you see a rabbit. Detect magic. Oh. It's a rabbit. Detect good and evil. Still a rabbit. Uh, 16? 16. Just got it. You... And it pops right open. Inside, you find a mix of gold and silver that excuse me, immediately catches your eyes. You can tell that these things were minted nearly 200 years earlier. Um, along with that, you find a silver box and a soggy pirate hat embroidered with a winged snake and topped with a colorful feather. Okay. As as always, funnels it all into his bag. Mm-hmm. How much gold? How much silver? Um, okay, so there was 50 gold pieces. There was 100 silver pieces. And then... Soggy hat with a serpent and feather. A silver box. And a silver box. Um, you can make a history check on the hat if you so desire. Yep. Eh. There's part of me that really wants this. I'm going to use my reaction to add my modifier to it. So, history is going to be a 17. Alright. So, that reveals to you that the hat you're carrying must be the captain of the Feathered Serpent, the ship of Captain Regal Quetzal. Oh, jeez. Okay. What is that? My wife watching a movie. Oh. Get nice background music. Um. And, uh. Yeah, so if you guys continue, decide to continue going on, we need another investigation check. Okay. Ooh. Um, 
Mercer gets a Ooh, 16. Uh, Celine's going to get a 23. Okay. Zebek got a 22. Okay. Esther got like a 4 plus whatever, so I know it doesn't make it. <laughs> Alright, so each person finds something different. As you all kind of continue searching, you sort of get spread out just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which of your two characters did you say made it? Zabak. Okay, no, so no, 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 sorry. Esther made it. Esther. Esther made it? Duh. All right, so we're going to find start dice. with okay. Esther, and then we'll go to Celine, and then we'll go to Mercer, Celine. okay? Esther yes. finds a sh- one of the ship's sunken fire hearth. With gold doubloons. Ooh, doubloons. And and a bottle of oil. Cool. Guys, look at this. Um and of the doubloon and as far as the doubloons go, there's eight gold doubloons in there. Yay, I'm keeping the doubloons, you can have the rest. Okay. Celine finds a small deteriorating uh, ship's cabin with a bunch of copper in it. Okay, so 100. Hundred and twenty-one copper pieces in it, and a trident that gives off latent magical aura. And then Mercer finds a wooden treasure chest. How cliche! That primarily has copper wine bottles. Six wine bottles to be exact, as well as a bag of holding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh Lord. Okay, so did you guys write down everything I just told you? I wrote down stuff for Celine and Mercer. I didn't write down her stuff. Did I you? told you take everything except the eight gold balloons. So the oil. Yeah. Okay. Please for the oil. Okay. I just want the balloons. Now, past that, um, not a whole lot else you guys are finding, but uh, you do have other options, like to go explore in the jungle. Uh, at this point, Selena and Mercer are like, I think we should go check out the fire. All right, let's go. All right. Just, but you guys do know that you have to go through the jungle to get to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the lush green jungle covers the island, sloping it upward toward the peak of the center of the island. A profusion of tropical birds, colorful lizards, and other jungle creatures scatter before your approach. Tropical <laughs> flowers fill the air with sweet fragrances, and many trees bear colorful fruit. The air is cool under the canopy, 
filled with the sound of birdsong and the splashing of waterfalls leaping down the mountainside. Um, so it's obvious it's going to take a few hours to get to wherever the smoke is coming from. So, we are going to do, is it just going to be a straight trip, or? Yeah, let's just go. Yeah, I don't see why not. Alright. So as you guys start to make your way into the jungle, you get maybe 15-20 minutes in, and from off in the distance you're hearing, Help! And you hear the sound of, well, it's dead ahead of you from the direction you're run, you're walking. And you hear running coming through the brush. Like Come running on. towards us? Mm-hmm. Uh, prepare for combat. Um, I get, okay, so first and foremost, mm-hmm. how much time do we have? Um, I'm going to say you guys have two rounds. Okay. second here. Uh, That's what I want. So she grabs her axe and shield Mm -hmm. and first thing she does um, is she Ready's really cool spell, Ralithin's Psychic Lance, and Zabak readies her jawbone in case this person decides to aggro on them. Okay. Someone's got some fancy new spells. Yeah, well, one spell. Take a look at my map here really quick. Hey, look at that. We have a jungle. Fancy. Uh, So she casts Searing Smite. Okay. Um, Let me get the map laid out here. That's fine. You guys are set up right here. I just realized now we need to find a new... uh, Miniature for Celine because she's not this robed oh, no. female anymore. I well, I got a a flat that I can use for her later. I gotta go dig it up, but I got a good one for her. Yeah, but I like keeping our characters as the three D miniatures. And I then, may have something. I've got other stuff at home. It's just a matter of bringing it here. I've got a perfectly good armored female character that would work perfect. So I told you guys two rounds, right? Yep. So, first round uh, Searing Smite. Second round uh, Spiritual Weapon. 
Alright. So he comes running out, and you just see this guy in green robes comes running, and he keeps looking back behind him, like, <laughs> sees you and starts just running towards you, like, scared out of his mind. Help me! Help me! It's They're chasing me! Help! What's chasing you? Fey wolves! Oh, that's bad. Sounds like a personal problem. Get behind I'm us. kidding, I'm kidding, we'll help you. <sighs> if there's anything you can do to assist, feel free, but get yeah. behind us. There's not really much I can do. Yeah, I, uh, stay out of the way, buddy. I, I, I know I used to be uh, some sort of a, a spellcaster, but no, oddly just, enough, just I've hide. forgotten how to cast my magic. No, buddy, just do hide. Just stay out of the way, hide somewhere. We'll take care of this. As you see this unusual group of fey creatures come out. Oh, I don't like that. They don't all look like wolves, but um, they all look like unusual creatures. And of course, while that the two rounds that was happening, I forgot to mention it, but I'm telling you now, um, Mercer, of course, creates his force cannon. Okay. So he doesn't have to waste it round. Uh, okay. And then as usual, depending on if you allow it or not, as soon as I see one, boom! Yeah, my smoke. And if I get a full action, uh, firebolt as well. Initiative. Do I get my uh, force cannon off or no? Um, oh. I'm gonna roll a percentile die. Oh. I mean, I know I get, they're coming. Yeah. If I get and, a well, here, here's the kicker, because you didn't know that they were coming until the guy caught up with you, and you didn't know how far away they were from him. So I'm gonna roll a percentile die. If I get a 45 or above, you get your force cannon off before initiative. But if I roll below. We can say your force cannon is your first action. Well, I'll, it'll be it'll be standard action after that. Okay. Uh, it's a sixteen. So no. The base of this foam has an air pocket under it. Oh no! <laughs> Almost messed up the roll. <laughs> Alright, so let's see here. We've got Celine, Zabak, Mercer. I do need to get my 
Esther. This guy, you told him to just stand behind you, right? Yeah, it, it basically, if, he's, if he can't do anything, get behind us. Okay. Do-do-do-do-do. And this is where I'm going to be doing a ton of math. All right. Uh, All right, what did everybody get? Celine. 11. Zabak. 21. Ooh, Mercer. 6. Uh, 6. Esther. 30-20. Okay. And these guys. Uh... Benefit's going to go to Zabak, so it's going to be Zabak, Zewolves, Esther, Celine, and per tradition of every episode, tailing up the end, Mr. Mercer. Which works, which works out great, because that means y'all get to go up there and stop them from coming at me, and I get to sit back and go pew, 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 pew. That's not necessarily true. I only got one turn to... <laughs> well, in theory, you send something up in front of them, the wolves are going to tend to surround the target. So, mm-hmm. they're not... They're not. Most time, they're not going to sit there and break off and go attack multiple people. Well, true, but they were after a specific person who's standing next to you guys right now. Correct. <laughs> the back attack! Alright, what's the back doing? Attack. I'm going to move towards them up to 40 feet. All right, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 to oh, right here. Oh, so close. Yeah. Okay. To right there. And with her left hand, she's going to try to yeet <coughs> a javelin at the wolf. All right, go for it. <laughs> Got him one. Lose a javelin. No, it comes back to you. I'm not using your javelin of returning. Why wouldn't I do that? I exactly. have no idea. It comes back to you. Okay, so I missed my first attack anyway. It's whatever. I'm probably gonna miss this one. Fifteen. Um, I think that hits actually. Oh, oh sweet. We'll see. Yeah, that hits. D six. I'll do something to it. <sighs> wow. Well, I'll be dipped. Okay. Five points of damage. Alright. Um, we're going to take a second here. Five points. Five points. So that puts him right there. Okay. That was your first attack or your second that attack? That was the second. Okay. First miss. So, now it's their turn. Uh-oh. Right to here. You want to know the really good news, though? Hmm. Now that Celine's melee combat, you have a flanking partner! Finally! Again. Thank you! Again. So we can move through the flowers? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's this area around the border for right now that you can't really move through without it being difficult terrain. The flowers out here in the open, just treated like really big flowers. Okay. 
So three of them are going to try to get uh, Zabak. Where's the stats at? There they are. Um, they're all going to have advantage. The three that are attacking you, because they have pack tactics. Oh. Can I borrow another D20? Might as well stick with metal if I'm going to use metal. Come on. Really, you had to go close all that out on me. So each of them are going to try to bite you. Oh man, no. Why would they do that? It's a 16. Nope. A 17. Nope. And another 17. So they all missed. Uh, I'm a turtle. Stop going for my shell. Alright. And then the other ones... Are going to dash instead of just going their normal move. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Oh, thank you, Ken. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Thank you. <laughs> what? You'll find out. Thank you. Yeah, oh my oh, gosh. No. Uh, okay. Um, Esther's turn. All right, man. Let's rock and roll. We're going to do... AOE spells would be really good right about now. That's what's going to happen. I'm aware of that. They're less than five feet from you. Good thing it's only a five-foot radius. You have your own people within five feet of you. Not when Celine moves. Jeez. Don't worry about it, guys. I got it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Laugh it up. You just shush. Okay, I have a question about Thunderclap's area of effect. It's within five feet of you. Is it a cantrip? It is. Yeah, five feet. Alright, I'm going to move up. Esther's going to move. Don't get in my space. I'm firing my laser! She's gonna move up and kind of between. Right here? And then towards me and up one more. Right here? Yeah, 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 That's, yeah. Oh, you'll. Okay. Thunderclap! They gotta make a con saving throw or take 1d6 thunder damage. Con saving throw? Mm -hmm. So two of them. Unfortunately, you're gonna get caught in my attack. Hey, 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 hey! My turn is not over, sir. That is going to be a 11. Uh, no. Okay, so how much damage did they take? They are going to take... Um, you roll a d6? A d6. Oh, I can't cast it at Dang it. Oh, man. Oh, they each only take one d6. Okay. Wait, what do you mean? No, 2d6. 2d6? Yep, spell You're damage increases level. To, to when you get to 5th level. Yep. I have so. a fourth level spell. No, it's... Oh, my fifth level, duh. Yeah, it's Hand not... trips oh, automatically oh, 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 oh. get more powerful as you level up. Not all of them. No, I mean the ones that can get more powerful. They each take ten points of damage. 
Oh, wow. And then I'm going to risk it for the biscuit and move back. Okay. No, you're going to use two sorcery points and quicken cast as a bonus action. Okay. Misty step. I don't have Misty step. I thought you took Misty step. Yeah, no. Misty step would be excessively helpful for you, except especially since it's a bonus action spell. Because you can cast that without using any sorcery points. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bye. so you hit two for ten points of damage. I thought I had to roll a d6 for each one. <laughs> you hit four for ten points of damage. Well, if all goes well, though, um, I, will get their, I will get their attention. Heck yeah. All right, so that was Esther's turn. Are you just trying to try to back up? Yep, bye. All right, two I of them get I, attacks of opportunity. I'm on. aware of that. I accept this risk. And, and because they're both within five feet of each two. other, they're going to have advantage. They're not flanking me. No, no they have pack tactics. Oh, shit. Never mind. All right, so you're backing up? Yeah, I'm going to uh, risk it. How far back are you going? Behind, All the way back to Yeah, here? back to Mercer. I ain't messing with that. Right, so two attacks. I know he's going to do something nasty, but I wanted to help. It's not um, a hidden sling. Oh, well, you know. That's a 21. Oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> and, and a 24. Oh, oh no. Okay. So, you might not get that far away. Oh, no. Well. So you're right here, trying to run away. Um... I'm gonna roll the damage for the first one. Did you take shield by any chance? Nope. That's 12 points piercing damage and I need a strength saving throw. Oh no. Oh, okay, one thing at a time. Now, if this one works and you go prone, oh, no, you automatically fail the second strength saving throw. <laughs> well, you can't go prone twice, so. They're over here by this. Oh, jeez, they rolled away. What'd you roll? I've got a three. It's whatever, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it does if you're not going to give me numbers. A strength saving... Th- it's a, oh, it's a three. Yeah, just, just a three. Straight three? Okay. So you don't get away. You fall prone. Oh, no! And then the second bite does... 12 points piercing damage. Oh, no. Mistakes were made. He's like, oh my god, Esther, why are you like that? Okay. The big moment of truth here. Celine. I'm remember, I'm prone. You you're gonna get hit. I'm sorry. It's gonna happen. Astound us with your divine capabilities. Oh no. So five. So five. Can you hold your action? Ten. Fifteen gets right in the middle of them. Oh, I should have done that. That's why I warned you. Oh, no. Um, so, first and foremost... Uh, Wait, which of those wolves caused me to go prone? The first one. The one right behind you. Oh, okay, never mind. So, my spiritual weapon... I summoned it on the last turn. Mm, okay. So, um, 
as a bonus action, I can make a attack with it. So, uh, wolf right there. Number two? Yes. Now the question is, and then this is more up to you than I think anything else. It is currently technically flanking with Esther. Are you going to give advantage on it or not? Um, she is not unconscious. She's just prone. So, yes, you do get flanking. Okay. Because she's actively still able to cast spells cool. while falling on the ground. So, that's going to be a uh, 23 to hit. That's definitely going to hit. Okay. So, it takes uh, four points uh, force damage as it gets walloped on the noggin. I need all three of them to give me a dexterity saving throw. And that includes uh, Esther, unfortunately. going to be an 8 for all three of them. Okay, so they're all going to take it. Ooh, that's a 17 for me, man. You'll take half. Oh, thank you. But here's the really cool thing. What is he, what is she using? Sword Burst. So. Isn't that a cantrip? It is. You create a momentary circle of spectral blades that sweep around you. All all other creatures within 5 feet of you must succeed on dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving thrower take 1d6 force damage. Spell damage increases to 2d6 at 5th level. Now I have, I have one question and potentially a second question. Yep. Your spiritual weapon. Yep. What is that treated as? Like, what do you mean? Is it... It's a bonus action to attack with. No, 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 no. It's a spiritual weapon. Yeah. Right? Can it take damage? Uh... Can it be attacked? Let me check. Because realistically, unless there's something that specifically says that you can't hurt your own spiritual weapon, technically you would be affecting it too. Oh no. Give me a No, there's nothing that says it takes any type of damage. There's nothing that says that it does or doesn't? It doesn't. It doesn't give an AC or anything. It's just, it's there. It's a spectral weapon, so it's technically ethereal. Okay, so it's it's treated primarily as a spell, not as like a summoned creature or something. Correct. Okay, that's just, what I wanted to do. I'm just putting it there so you know it's there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So each one of them take uh, an additional six points of force damage. Nice. Six points of force? Mm-hmm. Oh crap, what about me? You take three. Oh. However, so of that six, twelve, eighteen points, I look at you, Esther, and go, be healed. You right. take, not you heal nine points back. Oh man, thanks. How do, wait, all right, hold on. Let me one thing at a time here. Six points force damage, yes, right? Yes, to all of them. Okay, so... Oh, math hard. Um, it'd be 50, 
seven. So sixty-one. Yeah. No, it'd be uh, fifty-six. Six. Uh, it's number four. Six points. That would make that fifty-nine. Yep. And that's number twelve. Same thing. Fifty-nine. Okay. So now that I got that dealt with, how did you? Amulet of healing. Is that something I gave you? All right. Remind me what it does, because you haven't used it in a while, and I've frankly forgotten. Half damage. Uh, half of total damage. Tar or Celine does can be changed to healing to either her or uh, with or be targeted to a creature that's within ten feet. That was a dragon forged armament. Mm -mm. No, it was uh, an amulet we forged in uh, at the very end with Pyre. Was that just a me creation thing? Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. You hadn't used it up to this point at nope. all. Nope. It was one of those that... Uh, but I did tell you it had to be somebody within like 30 feet of you? 10 feet. 10 feet of you. Okay. Yep. You, you put a restriction on distance, which is fine. She's within... Oh, yeah. I just... I Honestly, I just don't remember. Yeah. And the fact that you haven't used it. It's one of those... Like, I keep forgetting about the item. Mm -hmm. And then when I went back to listen about the weapon... Um... I was like, oh, yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I should have their attention. Yeah, you, you definitely do. And it is, lo and behold... Mercer's turn. Oh, buddy. Okay, so Mercer is going to um, in this instance he's going to Scorching Ray the three wolves on Zabek. Oh, nice. Okay. At this point, this guy has moved over to here to put a little bit more distance. And Barrel has moved to right here. Uh, as an action, not an action, but as a free action, I'm like, Barrel, you need to get behind me. Oh, he's staying low to the ground. <clears throat> okay, so uh, one of them's going to miss. That was a three. So unless a 12 hits them. No, 12 does not hit. Okay. Then I hit with the others. The That's going to be a 22 is the next lowest. Okay. Yep. Those hit. So first ray. So we'll just say one, two on there in front of Zabak are the ones that get hit. Wait, wait, there's guy. three of them in front of Zabak. Well... This the one? Two, the two gray ones. So these guys? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, 18 points on the first Scorching Ray. Oh, dang, yeah. Uh, a measly two points on the second Scorching Ray. Who's getting hit with what? So, first one was the 18. This guy got the 18? Yep. That's number three. Okay. And then two for the other guy. 
This one? Yep. And then as a bonus action, Mercer will force cannon number eight. Nice. With a 24 to hit. Yeah, definitely going to hit. Does that force cannon get stronger as he levels up? Nope. It's just always 2d8? Yep, Yep. which is uh, eight points of force damage, and it's pushed five feet away. Nice. So, right to here. You did how much damage? Uh, That was eight. All right, now i got to do some math here real quick. 67 on eight. 67? Mm Mm-hmm. And then this guy is. And then. 57. Okay. Alright, so it is their turn. Yeah, they weren't. They didn't really care about you guys at first, and then you kind of wreaked havoc amongst them. So well, now you definitely have their attention. Yeah, I'm aware mistakes were made. <laughs> Let me see something here, really quick. Oh, hello. I've been doing their speed wrong this whole time. Right up to here. Oh. Speed's 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 do. Um, all right. So, let's see here. <clears throat> um, these two are going to try to bite the back again. Oh. Pack tactics. It's going to be a 22 to hit. Oh, crap, yeah. And that, I, I already know that's a mess no matter how I look at it. <laughs> so for this one. Hopefully the back starts raging. Five, six, okay, seven. Have... Nine points piercing and I need a strength saving throw. Oh, man. Okay, nine points you say. Mm-hmm. Sixteen. You are not knocked pro. I know. All right. Um, Bad dog. Yeah, there's no way they're going to pull that off. Okay, so four and twelve are flanking Celine, so they're both going to try to hit Celine. That's a seventeen miss. And if a 17 missed, I know that misses. Um, the one next to Esther is going to try to, is actually going to do something very, very different. Um, Esther needs to give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh no. They're trying to drag me away. Nope. Oh. What the hell? 
That is going to be a dirty 20, my guy. Oh, wow. Okay. So you make it half damage. Oh, gosh. Stop counting. 14 points poison damage as it does a poison breath attack at you. Oh gosh, help somebody. And that recharged. And then Mercer needs to give me a dexterity saving throw. It's going to be uh, 15. That makes it. Take that back. They're bouncing out of the bowl. Here, hold on. Uh, where's that? Where's that? Where's It'll that? be 12 points poison damage. Is that half already? Yeah. There it is. And that resets. And the wolf now is kind of the one that's nearest to Mercer. The wolf kind of looks at Beryl for a minute, tilts its head to the side in confusion as Beryl's just like... Beryl, it better come heal me. Beryl is actually going to move over to here, to where Esther is at. And... Astral slide Esther away from the mayhem. Oh crap, man, go. I had a plan. Now it's fine. Okay. Just flipped over. The foam had started to go up, so you <laughs> flip it. Okay, thanks, but I was actually going to do a shard along stride and mess them up. That's fine. You can still walk up there and do that. That would be stupid, because now I'm away from them. It's fine. Blast him away. I'm gonna. You asked Beryl to heal. He attempted to, and Astral slid you instead. Which Be thankful fine. you're not in the middle of the mayhem. That's fine. It's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. Do you want him to put you back? No. No, okay. I don't. Okay. Don't. I'm not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth. But well, it's Esther's turn. Okay. Well, okay, that, like, changes what I was gonna do, but that's okay, because I can do this! Is this one of your stars off your rope? Yeah. Okay, are you keeping track of how many of those you use? Yes. Oh, I was supposed to roll a d6 to see how many I recovered. Four. Yes. Fully recharged. Which one are you hitting? I'm going to hit... Well, I'm going to hit the one closest to physical me that's flanking Celine. So this guy right here. All right, yeah. number 12. Okay. Yeah. And I might throw some at the other one, too. We'll see. Technically, you're supposed to pick your targets before you do your damage. I'm... Oh, before I roll my damage or before I... Yeah. Okay. So I will stick with that then. I'm just going to blast that one away. 
gonna do that next. Thirty points of damage. Thirty points to that guy. Get you wrecked. got his attention. Get wrecked, scrub! And then I'm gonna move further back. You're gonna back up, what, 30 feet? Yeah, maybe, no, maybe not quite that far. Yeah, keep going in that way. Uh, okay, that's good, that's good. That's right good. there? That's good, that's good, yeah. I'm make sure I'm kind of out of range of... That was cool. Barrel comes over here to. All right, little buddy. Um. That's the end of my turn. It is Celine's turn. Okay. Uh, Celine, so first it. and foremost, do it. She moves her weapon to flank with her on that one, and then as an action, um, fifteen foot radius around her, so all of them, uh, including the one by Mercer. Yep. Oh, just, oh, wow. Well, here's the nice thing. Spirit Guardians, I can designate who I don't want to attack. That, that, those, that. None of my party, they're negated. Well, you said 15-foot radius, Correct. Spirit Guardians. Yeah. None of these guys over here are anywhere near that. Correct, but I can still designate them, so in case they walk into it. So when you cast a spell, you designate any number of creatures you can see to be unaffected by it. My entire party, plus the crazy wizard who's running past, is now unaffected. Okay. Uh, any creature that... Uh, let's see. Affected creature's speed is half in the area. And when the creature enters the area for the first time or on the start of its turn, so they're now all in it for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, take 3d8 radiant damage. Nice. What was this? Spirit Guardians. Hmm. Um, they have to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. That's a good one, man. You said a wisdom saving throw? Yep. That's a max roll of 21. Okay, so they'll take half, which is good because I rolled high. Um, so 16, they take 9. Or sorry, eight. How's it good that well, they made their save? It's just one of those things. Is it was good damage. So the fact that they made it, you know, for them it's good. But it's all right. Okay. And then as a bonus, how much are they taking? Uh, it's sixteen total. So half is eight. Right. So they all take eight. Uh, so that puts this guy at forty-eight. And that's um, uh. Just so you're aware, that's a concentration spell uh, for 10 minutes. 51, 21. Well, I already knew what they were going to do before I got to Celine's turn, so. Just, just giving you fair warning. Oh, no. Well, and then the one in the middle. Number two? Yep. That's a critical hit. All right. Really? Oh. Eight points of force damage. <laughs> okay. Is he knocked back? Nope. It's just a kathong. Oh, oh, okay. Yep. I'm thinking of Mercer's Eldritch Cannon. Yep. Right. And all of them, their speed is halved. Ha. 
in the while they're in the range of the guardians, they're halved. Okay. All right. Okay. That was her action. <clears throat> yep. Do 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 do. Okay, so now it's Mercer's turn. Mess him up. Mercer is the one that's right on him. Mm-hmm. Um. Is he going to be at disadvantage for his spells? Uh, he needs to give me a constitution saving throw. Ooh, this is different. 17. Just made it. Dang. So basically, uh, it looks like he starts to go away Uh and then doesn't. Vortex warp. Oh. I was going to send it away. Oh, man. And then as a bonus action, force cannon. Double 11s, that makes it a 20 to hit. Nice. Got to hit. For nine points of damage, and it's moved five feet away. Nice. Bad dog. All right. And that was number eight. You hit it for how much? Uh, Nine points. 58. Yeah. Math hard. Alright. So, back up to the top. So, that's the back, right? Yeah. Yep, it's the back's turn. Alright. Well, now you've done and made me angry. He's angry! He's angry, everyone. One could say she's <laughs> no. All right, look over there. That portal, he's a barbarian. One of the scariest types of people around. One wrong move and I'm dead. I'm going to go poker with a stick. Oh, God. I thought about putting these on the board to represent my spirit guardian. <laughs> I mean, you could. The problem is, is like with how they need to be, it didn't really work. Rage. Ah, she's angry. She's, she's angry. angry. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. Zabak is enraged by this turn of events. She shall recklessly attack the one on her left. Good thing, too. I should have missed. That's going to be a 21 to hit. That's definitely a hit. I know this. Ah, she's, so she's got swinging around this giant freaking jawbone. I've done worse. That's five points of shock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fifteen slashing. Okay. So Seventeen total. Against number three. And the one on the left. So that puts it down to forty. For my next attack. That's a hit. Yes, it is. <coughs> well, okay, four points of shock. And 14, no, sorry, 16 slashing. 
So all together, 20 points. On the same one? Yep. Okay. Easy math on that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I didn't know that. Did I know that? Oh, no. I did not know that 40 minus 20 makes 20. <laughs> no, you just got to like those when you don't have, like, the weird odd numbers. Yeah. Math was never my strong suit. Me neither. Who'd have thought that it would be something so necessary for something I enjoy doing? Well, I mean, basic addition and subtraction is important. But it, uh, okay, if somebody who likes playing D&D absolutely hates math, they're either not going to play okay. D&D or they're going to endure the torture of doing math so that they can enjoy the game. <laughs> There's no two ways about that. I don't see addition and subtraction as torturous, but okay. Well, when you're bad at it. Fair. You're allowed to use I'm sitting here counting on my fingers. That's how bad I am at math. Hey, that's okay. You're good at other things. Oh, I know. He says that, and he looks me dead in the eye. <coughs> hey. I guess that's married privilege, though. <laughs> Wolf's turn? It's the wolf's turn. Yes. Or I need to give me a wisdom saving throw. That's star of their turn. This My is for that sword thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was trying to be sweet and turn out dirty. <laughs> I actually wasn't trying to. I was just being a wise guy and responding back the way I did. Uh, You'd make yeah, it dirty, yeah, yeah. but okay. Yeah, no, uh-uh. That you said a wisdom me. saving throw? Yep. Okay. Uh, That's gonna be a four. Full damage. Well. Uh, nine points radiant. To all of them? All of them. You just love making me do math, don't you? Hey, you're the one who sent six of them at us. I rolled a dice, it came up six. So that's what it was. Okay. So, 31. Nine points, that's right. Okay. <sighs> 31. That's going to be 42. Yep. Um, I did 2. That's 4. 8. That's going to be 49. 49. 12. That's going to be uh, 12. Twelve and twelve. <laughs> All right. So their turn. <clears throat> this one takes a five foot step here. This one takes a five foot step here. And Celine needs to give me three dexterity saving throws. Okay. What's this for? Their poison breath. Okay. Uh, is there anything I can't? No. That's going to be a 17. Okay, so that makes it. A 9. That's a fail. And another 17. Okay, so two make it, one fails. Now I gotta roll a whole bunch of dice. Okay. So, two successes. Um, 
I am actually going to go over to the calculator because that's just way too much to have to add up. All right. Now here's the caveat. I need the damages separately. You need them separate? I need each each attack as a separate total. Okay, so the first one's going to be 9 points poison damage. Okay, so advantage on... Okay, I make my... Continue my concentration. Okay. Divided by two, that's seven points. Okay, make my concentration. And the last one was for the fail, so this will be full damage. you roll on that one? 14 plus 8, 22. Oh, wow. How's she looking? Uh, how much was the, the, what was the last one? 22. Uh, 9, 11. Uh, two-thirds down. Okay. But that's fine. This one comes back up to here. His ability did recharge, so he needs to give me another dexterity saving throw. 18. 18, so half damage on that. 6. It's 11. <laughs> Three fives and a 1, so 16 divided by 2. Eight. 8 points of poison damage. Okay. Okay, two of them are hitting the back. Okay. Oh no! Two dexterity saving throws. Oh no, why have you done this? For the first, not great, because I'm not particularly dexterous. Wait, yes I am, 13. Hang on a sec, let me get just to open back up. Okay. That makes it by one. Oh, well. So that'll be half damage. Well, I got lucky on that first one because I did not make the second one. Okay, so half damage for the first, full damage for the second. Okay. Seven, eight. No. Quarter damage for the first, half damage for the second because I'm raging. Don't tell me that because then you're going to throw me off. Okay, just tell me the damage and I will do the math. Okay, so 16 rounded down is eight. Okay. So four. So that's four for you. Mm-hmm. And then the other one. Fifteen rolled down is fourteen. You're doing your thing, so that cut in half is seven. All of that was poison damage. Oh, okay. Nope. Yes. Okay. And it is Esther's turn. Oh, I think the heck not. Um. You hear from Celine? Focus on the ones on the back. I got these. All right. You heard the woman. Help me. 
Yeah, man, I know, I know. Another star is ripped from the coat. Ah! Oh! Twenty-eight on the one closest to Esther. Number three. Yeah, it's a technique. How much did you? Twenty-eight. You kill him. Aha! Fall down, go boom. Get Rex, scrub. You only had twenty hit points left. Oh, oh, I missed one of my dice. Well, it's okay. I killed it anyway. It was only two points. All right. So that's Esther's turn. Is she going to do anything else? Uh, nope. Uh. <clears throat> Celine's turn. So, bonus action. She's going to smack the wolf in between them with her spiritual weapon. Uh-huh. And that's going to be a 16 to hit. Uh-huh. For eight points force damage. And then they all need to give me dexterity saving throws. All of them? Yep. Minus eight. Just the three rank proper. Okay. Dexterity. That's a 12. Oh, now you start rolling them all separate? Uh, oh, I have been doing it all. all you have. All so 12. <laughs> it's late. I'm tired. Uh, five points uh, from uh, a sword burst. Yeah. The only thing I am going to roll is... No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> five points, you said? Yep. Okay, so... 18. And she puts her hand on herself and she's looking better. Her amulet. Oh, yeah. Um, five points, right? Yeah, five points each. 37. Number 12 is really not looking good. Alright, so that was Celine's turn. Mercer's turn! Mercer does a quick glance, looks at the one that's directly on him. Looks at three on Celine. Scorching right to the three on Celine. Uh, array on each of them, mm -hmm. I assume? Okay. Uh, lowest one is a uh, 21. 
Okay, yeah, so that's going to hit. All of them are going to hit. So, um, he does a quick glance. He looks at which one's the worst. 13's the worst. 12, or yeah. 12 is. Okay, he's going to add his D8 from his focus to that one. Because it's one of my spells. Oh, okay. And that's um, six points. One hit point syndrome. Oh, no. Next one takes seven points. Number two. Yep. And the next one takes six points. <laughs> you dropped them all down to some matter of one. Wow. You dropped one down to one. One of them down to 31, and the last one down to 11 double ones. Yes. <laughs> Somebody went for some sort of a weird hat trick there. Two dinguses. <sighs> What's it say about the woman who puts up with us? Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, back at the top of the lines, the back. All right, then. She's got one left on her. Yeah. First, I can't move between attacks, can yes, I? Yes, you can. Oh, yeah? Oh, sweet. First attack. Natural 20. All right. I hit it, and it's going to die, right? No. Not necessarily, it's no. It's the hardiest one out of all of them. Oh, frick. Okay. Well, Selena's been tearing into these four. Well. Okay, I can get on board with that. That's going to be two shock. And 18 slashing. Is that doubled after your crit? Didn't you say you crit? Oh, yeah, I did crit, didn't I? So that's going to be... Six... You double any rolled dice. Okay. 28 points. Plus 6 is going to be... 32 points. You said 28 plus 6. Shouldn't that be 34? Yeah, no, no, 34. I'm tired, too. <laughs> I'm terrible at math. Don't laugh at me. So you did exactly half of its current HP. Oh, frick, yeah. And that's my first hit. <laughs> no, it could potentially kill it if you roll another crit. It's the hardiest one of them. Really? Let's take a look at I that. Say nay. That's an 18 to hit. That's a hit. Regular damage this time. Well. Alright, three shock. Ten slashing. So thirteen. Uh-huh. Brings it down to twenty-one. Correct. He ain't the hardiest one anymore. Yeah, nope. Not. <laughs> not by a long Just shot. Just the one on Mercer is now. <laughs> Wolf's turn. Wisdom saving throws, please. For all of them. All three of these guys? All of them. All of them. Yeah, 15 foot radius. Hey. So why didn't it affect him the last time? That was sword burst. Okay, so what is this? This is the Guardians. Oh. Last 10 minutes. Okay. So, wisdom saving throw from all of them. 
that's right. One of those is a saving throw on their turn. The other one's a saving throw on yep. your turn. Okay. And you said wisdom? Yep. It's going to be a 17. Okay, so they take half. Okay. 18 points, so 9. All right. So 2 or 12 fall down go boom. Yep. 12 is gone. That's actually yours, so... We tried. Um, Two Had he not saved, he would have been dead. Yeah. Two is at two. Dang it. Um, Four, you said nine points, correct? So, 22? Yes. And, let's see here. Eight should be at... Forty. Forty. Still the hardiest looking one. All right. Now it's their turn. Eight is going to bite Mercer. And that's a regular hit because he's not within five feet of his allies. And miss horrifically with an eight. Does he critically fumble? No, I rolled a two. (laughs) <laughs> um, two and four breath attacks again so dexterity saving throw oh, man. Uh, fail and uh, a ten uh, no Mercer's going to use his last one make that a fifteen okay so one fail one success and math again alright so for the fail. For the first one? Yep. And then for your success, 7, 15, 21, 25 rolled down to 24 is 12. So yeah, the higher of the two damages you saved on. She's still up. And do they know? And no, they don't recharge. Did number eight get his recharge? No. All right. And then the one on Zabak can't use its breath attack, so it's going to try to bite Zabak. That's going to be a 16. A wolf bites Zabak at 16. No, it doesn't. Okay. That's why I was ignoring it. It doesn't even hit me. Like, what are you trying? And does he get his recharge? He does not. Okay. It is Esther's turn. Okay. All right, fool. Get wrecked. He's not going to burn through another fifth level. In fact, I'm only going to cast it at third level, so I need six starts, right? At first level? At third level. Yes, it's just one less. Okay. Yeah. No, at third level, it's five darts. Is that what she said? Because it's three at first level, right? Yep. Four at second, five at third. Yep, okay. sorry, yes. Yep. Okay. Five darts. She said six initially. Sixteen on the one in front of the back. Number one. Yeah. Still up. 
Still up, but not looking good. I'm helping. Yeah, you, well, yeah. Yeah. Now he's not looking anywhere near that good. No, he's not. Um, that was Esther's turn. Celine. So she's going to bonus action. Uh, um, spiritual weapon on the one right between her. And that's going to be a 15 to hit. This one? Yes. What's the minimum damage you can do with that Two attack? Two points. Okay, so it's dead. Nice. Or sorry, no. Five points. Five points is minimum. It, it's dead. Yep. That's the only reason I was asking, because I only had two hit points left. And then the one, number four, mm-hmm. um, she's going to, as an action, she is going to Booming Blade. I'm pretty sure 12 misses, doesn't it? Just barely, but yes. Let me double check, make sure I didn't miss something. Yep, it's a 12. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's her turn. Did you, what did you use to kill two with? Spiritual weapon. Okay. It's a bonus action. Now, how did I word the uh, the amulet that you've been using to heal yourself with? You just said that uh, half the damage I do with spells or attacks um, can be... Half of that damage can heal. Okay. And your spiritual weapon is based from a spell. So yes. So are you going to roll the damage for that to see if you heal or heal somebody else? Uh, well, I don't have to roll it. It's uh, the... Oh, yeah, sorry. You'd have to roll oh, wait, the damage to figure out half of what that Yeah, you're is. right. Yeah, and I will. So, 11, that's 5 back. Is she healing or is she healing someone else? Healing herself. Okay. No one's within 5 feet of her. 5 feet or 10 feet? No one's within 10 feet. No, I'm asking, did I tell you 5 feet or 10 feet? 10 feet. Okay. Oh, hold on a second real quick. Um... Yep, maintain concentration and maintain concentration from the the two poison attacks. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So that was Celine yep. Mercer's turn. Uh, Mercer is going to. Um, Bonus action, force cannon, the one that's on him. Okay. And that's going to be a 14 to hit. Barely, but yes, you hit him. Okay. That is six points of force damage and is pushed five feet away. All right, so... And then he is... Six points, you said? Yes. And then he is going to... Um, Use his hard light beam to push it away farther? No. He's going to uh, firebolt it. 
with a uh, 22 to hit. That's definitely a hit. I don't want to use you. For nine points of fire. I love how you said it right before I got to it. As if I wasn't going to figure out that 25 was right before 26. Hey, yeah. One, one less thought process. One number is not exactly one less thought process. Hey, you still yeah. have to think about it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, it's back. All right. Finish this mofo off. Let's attack. That's a 22 to hit. That's the minimum damage you can do. The minimum damage I can do is 12. He's dead. Cool. Only had five hit points left. Ah, and she wheels around and comes running at the other wolf. As Celine hears you come running, smack that one. Right! And that's right in front of her, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm coming for. 5, 10, 15, 20, Well, I'm going to miss, though. Because I rolled a 2. I'll roll again. You're flanking with my spiritual weapon. Oh, heck yeah. Well, that's a 16 to hit. That's a hit. <laughs> oh, I got lucky there, didn't I? Uh, eight, ten, eleven, 17 points of damage. Ooh. Good. He's not looking too good, either. So you have two that are looking very bad, and one that's about a third of the way dead. Or two-thirds of the way dead. There's only two left. One's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't erase it off the Did board. Did he go invisible? <laughs> My God. Absolutely. Okay, wisdom saving throw from both of them, please. I do that. I don't need those right now. Sixteen. On the money. Half damage? Yep. Oh man, I wish they didn't. In this instance, I wish they didn't. Um, Sixteen. So, uh, wait, no. Yeah, sixteen. So eight points. This one is dead. He only had five left. And you said eight? Yep. So 17. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. All right. And that was... Their, well, it's the start of their turn, so it's, it's the wolf's turn. And he is nowhere near anybody, so... <sighs> 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, and he runs into the brush of the woods and... Okay, so, as that happens, um... I mean, he dashed 100 feet away. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta read something real quick. Okay. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh. 
dang it. Hmm. So, Warcaster. Um, if a creature provokes an attack for opportunity, I can cast a spell. Warcaster. Is that a feat? Yep. Because you I didn't provoke an attack of opportunity. I was double checking. Oh, okay. Um, just how it was exactly worded. Because if it came past me, like I could, I could hit it with, like, pull to dead. Or I could smack it. It did. We're talking about Celine or Mercer. Celine. Yeah, it wasn't anywhere near Celine to be able to provoke an attack of opportunity. Nope. But now here's a real question. Hmm. It's only 100 feet away. Mm-hmm. Do I still have sight of it? No, as soon as it crossed here, the brush got too thick for you to be able to keep track of it. Okay. At least not without a really, really difficult uh, perception check. Well, I wanted to check because even with half cover, I can still hit it. Ten feet in, there's at least three or four trees blocking your view at that point. I want to try to make that difficult perception check. All right, go for it. Fifteen. Yeah, not even close. Uh, That's worth a shot. All right. <clears throat> so the this guy, he's still alive, um, but now he's coughing up a storm. As everybody realizes that two of the poison breath attacks that hit Mercer also hit him. Oh no! Mercer reaches over, touches him, cures wounds. Nice. How much does it heal him for? Uh, that's going to be 11 points. Goes, <coughs> Thank you. <coughs> Thank you, uh, Mr. Gnome, sir. Um, and while that's happening, uh, Celine's going to walk over and be like, uh, Mercer, give me a couple of those potions. So she's going to drink the, gr- the greater one. Okay. I think that's... I believe it was 4d4. 4d4 plus 4? Yeah, 4d4 plus 4. Because I know the regular one is 2d4 plus 2. One of them is... And then it just escalates up by 2s. So 2, 4, 6, 8. Who do we appreciate? Your DM. Um, and then she's going to reach into her bag mm-hmm. and those uh, curing wound scrolls at third level that she got from the scribes. Okay. She's going to use a couple of those. To heal herself? Mm-hmm. They really did a number on her, didn't they? Uh, you took me down to four hit points. Ooh. Oh, wow. But... I, I served up four of them. Well, she kept healing herself from the damage she was dishing out. Correct. Too. So it helped. But yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, that was a nice, solid back-and-forth fight <laughs> where she's like, Wham! Ugh! Wham! Ugh! <laughs> Just die already! Why won't you die? Ah, okay. (sighs) 
Um, Esther, from where she is at, can give me a perception check. Alright. Oh. What'd you get? Nine. Nine? You can give me another one as the start of your next round. Okay. Like now? Yeah. Sixteen, because it's taking several rounds for Celine to try to heal herself. Uh, it's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take her um, five rounds. Okay, so a few th- different things are gonna happen in the course of that. Celine Correct. is healing herself. Yes, Esther's made a perception check and found found um, in the brush. She finds a hollowed out, half broken statue. With oh, no. a bunch of broken china inside of it, okay. but also spots a silvered cutlass. Ooh. Werewolves. I'm gonna grab that. That was pure boy. rolls. Oh. That was completely random rolls. Um, I'm keeping this. Make sure if you do hang on to that and shoot. I don't think Esther can use cutlasses. Oh. No, she cannot. Oh, because well. sorcerers are not allowed to use simple ones. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna give that to Celine. Hey, Celine, check out this cool cutlass I just found. Well, a cutlass falls under the same stats as a short sword, so Mercer, I think, could also be able to use it. Well, whoever wants it. The the point is though, it is silver, yeah. which is important because certain uh, monsters are. Uh, vulnerable to silver. Yeah. Um, while that's going on, Celine healing herself is going on. This guy is kind of still coughing a little bit, but he goes, <clears throat> oh, Thank you. I thought I was dead for sure. I was just checking a few vegetable setups that I have out here in the wilderness. Um, are, are you, are you, uh, are you hunters? Uh, we're explorers, and uh, we got magically transported here by way hmm. of current. Like, we were magically pulled here by the current. <laughs> Our ship is just that way. Wow. Okay. I we saw a campfire in the woods. Uh, yes, that's actually home. Have you been to home? No, we were on our way to investigate, so to say. Okay, well, I can guide you there if you'd like. Let's sure. Go. Awesome. Um, one last little question. Are you going to eat us? No. Okay, cool. Are you guys going to uh, try to salvage what you can from these, these, these wolves? Well, yeah. I can think of a few people in town who would have no problem with uh, wolf meat, but oh, well, you I guys... Mean- you you guys made the kill and you saved me, so I'm. Yeah, I, it, I mean, basically, it's one of those things where kind of like we'll scratch your back, you scratch our back. Um, we can take the corpses of the wolves, and you guys can process them, and you know maybe a little bit of trade in some fashion. Hmm. Well, um, I'll tell you what. Here's what I can do. Uh... 
because I, I run a shop that actually does handle uh, pelts and meat and stuff and typically I take the meat to one of the butchers and then they handle it from there if well, I if I were to give you uh, say 45 silver and um, I have this this uh, this this shield that I I don't use it but I found it and um, well realistically I don't know what it does but it seems to be a very nice shield for something that was buried under a bunch of brush cool. take a look at it okay well he reaches down and you can tell he's got a bag of holding on it yeah pulls the shield out and he goes this is the shield and it looks distinguishably clean for a shield um and then pulls another small little bag out and he goes yeah 45 silver okay there you go consider that my way of saying thank you as well for saving my life and uh well while that's happening mm-hmm. um and, you know, Mercer kind of loses interest for a split second while he's putting away the gold and, or the silver. Okay. And while he has the shield, he really quickly sticks his hand in his pouch. Identify. Or not it's, identify, but detect magic. It is magical. It's a plus one shield. Selene, shiny object for you. <laughs> she puts her one shield away. All right. Uh, well, okay. Um, I uh, I do have quite a bit of space in my bag of holding. I can carry the wolves, or if you guys would prefer to carry them, just however you'd like to do it. But uh, Well, they're yours now, so feel free. I mean, we will be more happy to help you put them in there. Okay, so he takes his bag out, and this is where the magic of a bag of holding starts to come in as the mouth of it opens up big enough to just kind of scoop up each yeah. wolf. And after all six wolves are picked up, he pulls the bag back up, ties it on, and he goes, Okay, to home, let's go. There we go. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at the LARP channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.